Welcome to Lean In with Dr. Tanya Frederick, where we speak with experts to provide employees like you social-emotional tips and conversations to help you be well. I'm Dr. Tanya Frederick. Welcome. We're very excited to have Dr. Jen Rogers join us today. Uh, Jen has 25 years of experiences uh, in school systems. Uh, She is the author of the book, Leading for Changes Through Whole School Social-Emotional Learning. And she also is a speaker, trainer, and consultant for educators through her own company, Rogers Training Solutions, LLC. Her goal is to help educators solve problems, and she believes that her work is to provide practical strategies for adults to make their lives better, along with the children that they serve. So welcome, John. We're super excited to have you here. Um, I have had the privilege of getting to know you over the last two years um, and getting to know um, your approach and your strategies, and you're just always really, really hopeful and optimistic and practical. So we're super excited to have you here today um, as we talk about um, just different ways that people are responding uh, during this COVID-19 crisis um, and ways that we can be better, ways that we can take care of ourselves. And super excited that you're here to talk to us today about stress contagion um, and ways that we can have protective factors around that. So welcome and thanks for being here. Well, thank you so much for having me. I am so happy to be a part of this and to to help educators. That's kind of kind of my favorite thing. Um, so, talking a little bit about stress contagion, we may kind of intuitively understand that the way in which we interact in the world affects the people around us, but. Um, I am, and, and many of us often look to the research and tr- to try and see like wh- where are these connections happening. So there was a 2016 study that measured um, uh, teachers reported it whether they were uh, feeling stressed or burned out, and then they also measured the cortisol levels of students before the teacher came into the room and after the teacher came into the room. And what they found was that teachers who reported higher levels of stress and burnout, students after interacting with them had a higher cortisol level afterward. So their level of stress directly impacted the students that they taught. So we may um, not necessarily understand that, you know, but the but the science really bears that out that when we are um, stressed ourselves, we are also dealing with students, many of them who, who have trauma backgrounds in, in certain cases. And so we may think, well, that's out there. I can come in here and do my job without, um, without a problem. But especially those kids who, are, who, are, who have been traumatized, they're seeing that stress and, and that maybe shortness and some of the, some of the irritability that, that we're seeing. Uh, a lot of times when I survey teachers, they say the first thing that goes is their lack of patience. Mm-hmm. And so some of those, tra- those kids think, my teacher doesn't like me. Not that, oh, my teacher might be having a bad day. They automatically personalize some of those interactions. So then that relationship 
is jeopardized. And even though it is certainly not the intention of the, of the teacher or, you know, and, and they have their certain level of burnout, that relationship is so important. And we all know this. I mean, that relationship between students and teachers has been studied quite a bit. And it really, it does impact their level. And we also know that the Center on Developing Children from Harvard also studies this as one of the major impacts for helping students with trauma is a, is a relationship with a dependable and caring adult, right? So for some students, their teacher is that person in their life. So if they're experiencing burnout, that, that relationship can be damaged. So, so I I'm going to pause you for a second because that's a lot. Um, it's a lot, right? So, so research has shown the stress and burnout level of a teacher has a direct impact on the cortisol level of the kids in front of them. Mm -hmm. that those two things are correlated. They're correlated, yes. Okay, and so as educators, or even extrapolating that to the fact as humans, mm -hmm. how we're coping and how we are feeling from a stress level directly impacts those that we interact with. Yes. Okay, and so we have to think about what are we doing um, as humans and how that impacts the relationship with those that we interact with. And in this right. case, Thanks. we're talking about teachers and students. Right. Okay, mm -hmm. awesome. That's yeah. a lot. And we're going to talk about what we can do about that. Absolutely. Because I, I never want to leave people with that heavy feeling of, wow, that's a lot. What am I, what am I going to do about that? Mm -hmm. So, um, my work and a lot of what I do is really how do you give strategies around building relationships? Because we know that's so important. And sometimes um, due to many factors, we jump right into the curriculum or we kind of think, okay, well, I did that at the beginning of the year. That was the relationship piece. Now we have to move on. Um, but that is so crucial, not only for your own, um, your own, ability to form relationships and, and feel meaningful within your staff, adult to adult relationships, but also adult to, ch to child relationships. So how can, you, how can you manage both of those things? Um, when we were all face-to-face, -face, it was much easier perhaps to have um, more relation with your colleagues, to be able to interact. But I would like to encourage you that even if you aren't in a face-to-face, how can you, can you have a fun trivia night over Zoom? Could you do something, could you have a, a, even a painting Picasso night? Something where, you, something where you are doing something and bonding with your fellow educators. So that's, that's the one piece, that's the adult to adult piece. But there's lots of strategies also for you to have with, other, with, your children, with the children who you work with. Um, one of them that I like to recommend is uh, the two by 10. So it means for two minutes a day, 10 days in a row, you're pairing up with a student or having, and having students pair up with each other and having them interview each other on a topic that you, sele you select or not for two minutes a day. 
they're getting to know that kid two minutes a day for 10 days, or you're getting to know one of your students, and then you rotate throughout the year or semester. So, and then at the end of that 10 day period, they have, they get to introduce their partner and talk a little bit about what they've learned over the past 10 days. So you're building relationships, not only between you and your students, but between each other, so they can also build, build that support network, which we know is so important. So I think as we think about the way that educators are interacting with kids right now, um, in this manner of some kids are face-to-face -face with them, some kids might be um, tapping in virtually to the classroom, the whole classroom might be virtual, there's a, just a a different um, set of combinations in which way people are in relationship right now. That's very different than those face-to-face -face relationships. So really thinking about how do you use that two minutes a day for 10 days in a row um, to be able to have people engage in that, that dialogue to begin to build relationships um, because we're, we're lacking that right now and we're just kind of missing it. Um, I think often when you go to, you know, especially if it's virtually, like we jump right into like, what do we need to accomplish? Um, and, and not necessarily thinking of all of those things that we do to build relationship with each other, which is really a protective factor around stress. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great. Other things. Um, another thing that I recommend is keeping relationship notes. And this is, if you, especially if you are at the middle or high school level, because you have so many students, keeping an Excel form that's something about the student outside of their, how they're doing in your class. So maybe you know that they have a brother or sister. Maybe you know that they play a sport. Maybe you know who, you know, that their grandfather just died. Maybe you know, so maybe you know these things about these students and you could check in on with, in with them later on. And, and let them know that you not only care how they're doing as a student, but you also care how they're doing as a human being. Mm -hmm. And I think that what a great idea too. So I think about, you know, we've got people in our organization that interact with a lot of people, right? Even adult to adult, that's a really um, important thing, right? People know that you're seen, that people see you and hear you when they know about you. And it's not always just about that transactional, like what's the business that we have to connect with each other and get through. Like even when you and I jumped on this call at first, the first thing we did was checking in with each other, right? Like, you know that my father's terminally ill and you asked how I was doing. I asked you, you know, how are, how are your boys doing with getting back into sports, right? We had that, that connection. It's kind of what makes part of our relationship before we got into the business of what are we gonna talk about today? Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and that's, that's so important, especially when we are stressed, we often forget the, our relationships often, or our ability and want to create relationships often kind of goes out of the window because we're so, in, we're so concentrated on getting things done and being able to survive the next day that that seems to almost, but what we know is it is a protective factor, not only for us, but for our students as well. So devoting time and energy around relationship building will pay off in your decrease of some of the burnout and stress levels that you have because you're including those things and they nurture you in certain, in certain ways and, and the students that you're working with. 
Yeah, so the exact, the exact thing that's stressing you out is making it worse. Right. Right, just trying to check the boxes and get it done. And so when we pause uh, and think about what we need, and think about how we're maybe feeling disconnected. Like I always think about, you know, are my hungry, angry, lonely, tired, right? And if we're, we're feeling lonely and we're feeling disconnected, um, what are the ways that we can reach out and connect? And then also be thinking about that that's probably something that is occurring in the lives of those that I'm also interacting with. Right, and you have to kind of listen to the language of the way people are saying, people won't really necessarily say that they're lonely. They will say that they're, um, they're, the keyword is often stress, or they will say things like, um, I'm anxious, or I'm, you know, they would use some, some other types of languaging around being lonely uh, because uh, there, is, there may be a little stigma around that, you know, that, that you know, what is wrong with, with the, your, you and your situation if you're lonely? Well, it, it happens a lot, and I want to normalize that for people, too. If you are feeling lonely, it's okay, and it's normal, because a lot of people in your life may not understand what it's like to be an educator today. It's stress times a million, um, and you need other educators and people who are going through what you're going through to to work with and to to provide relationship around yeah that's such an important thing to think about like there's a there's a difference between being alone and being lonely i mean you can be really surrounded by a lot of people and and have a lot of interactions whatever the mode of those interactions are but still feel really alone um, and so how do we have those connections um, that make you feel seen and make you feel like somebody understands? Right. Another thing I do is um, I often talk a bit about people like who's on your team? And, and I will even ask people to write it out like who are your team members and how, what's the best way to, if you need a check-in, you need a, an emotional so you need to let go. You need to have another person. Regularly schedule contact with those people in your life as because those, those are the things that are going to help you most. And like, who are the, your go-to people that can provide you a shoulder to cry on, somebody to take a walk around the lake with, somebody yeah. who, somebody who, will be able to listen to yeah. you because sometimes that's what you, you, you need that too. And it, having a tangible written out, here's the person I call when I'm feeling this way and, and this way and so on. And know who's on your support team. Oh, that's such a good point. Cause I think we talked about, you know, in the past, like when you're having a feeling, right? Acknowledging the feeling and pausing and thinking about what do I need? And then really kind of having that menu of list of like, what do I need? But sometimes that might be, who do I need, right? Like who, who in my world um, is my safe person to have that interaction with? Um, yep. That's a really great thing. And like you said, in our, in where things are right now, it might kind of be something you schedule that's on a routine basis. And you just kind of know it's something to look forward to. And you have that. Um, I think a lot of times in our work in education, we're in school with all kinds of kids and all kinds of peers, and there's a lot of energy around it. And right now we're living in the space where six beats the new, the new cool distance. Um, and we're wearing masks. And for some reason, like sometimes I have that mask on and I feel like I'm invisible. 
right? It's like changed the way that people are interacting face to face. And so it can feel lonely because you're also navigating this place of how do I not put anybody else at risk? Um, if I suddenly get sick, how do I know that I haven't put anybody else as a close contact? So I'm not going to be within six feet of anybody for more than 15 minutes, right? There's these like new rules that we all have clicking through yes. our heads that are impacting our relationships. And so I am hearing staff say like, I'm in school all day long, but I, I, my bucket's not filled in the same way that it used to be at the end of the day. And I just think that, um, you know, how our relationships are happening is, is different. So we're so appreciative that you are able to share some quick strategies and ways that people can do that, you know, two minutes a day for 10 days. And that's something that kids can do too. relationship notes, like how do we make sure others feel seen? Um, and then really thinking about who's on your team and how do you make sure that you have time with them so that it's things that they can, um, you know, know where to go when you're having those things. In addition to, I love your point about listening to the language that people are using, um, you know, thinking about people talking about being stressed, that they're feeling anxious, that they're feeling overwhelmed, and then being able to dig into that and think about what's under that and what do people need. Yes. That, that was a great recap. <laughs> I was taking notes over here for my for myself too, right? And then thinking about how we do for that. So um, in our show notes, we're going to put some information about what you've shared, um, how people could reach out to you if, if they want to, as, as also this is part of your work um, in your consulting business and in your counseling. And so we're super excited to have you and thank you so much for sharing um, all of your thoughts and ideas as we navigate this, this space that we're in right now. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us today on Lean In with Dr. Tanya Frederick. Until next time, have a wonderful day. Take care of yourself and those around you.